The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob. Now, there's all sorts of talk about Brexit, about the recession, about a crash in property prices. Uh, And anyone who's predicting it, well, I was going to say they're a fool. No one's a fool for making a prediction. We can all make predictions. But um, no one knows what's going to happen in the future, no matter how well educated they are. In fact, often the most educated people who make the predictions are often the worst. Um, However, I have one thing which I think is the hedge against all recessions, all property crashes, all massive drops in prices. Um, It's a contrarian approach. It's a simple approach. It's going to take me about three minutes to explain it. So here we go. So the single biggest hedge against a recession or a drop in prices is to have cash. Cash rides out any difficulty. Now, it sounds completely obvious, but human nature is such that when things are going well, people tend to think that things will continue to go well and keep getting better and maybe not go bad. Uh, And and so they don't act in any sense of fear. So maybe they overspend. uh, Maybe they, you know, they reduce their investing criteria. Um, And then when things are going badly, they tend to think that things are going to continue to go badly, uh, um, could get worse, will not get better. And then they act in too much fear uh, and they hoard, um, you know, and they restrict and constrict in terms of spending, investing, etc. Now, you all know the common popular phrases such as uh, be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. And that's by Warren Buffett. You know, observe the masses, do the opposite, which was coined initially by Walt Disney. And then James Kahn uh, really loved that quote and sort of made it his own. So logically, you know, to observe the masses, do the opposite. You know, to buy when everyone is selling, sell when everyone is buying. You know that you should expand your growth when everything is contracting. You know, many of the biggest, best businesses that have ever been made were built on recessions because you buy cheap assets, you get cheap labor, etc. And then when things are going very good, you know, with sort of the reverse logic of the masses that you should be being careful. You should be stockpiling cash. You shouldn't be overpaying for assets, etc. So, you know it logically. You've probably read all the books. But now is your time to actually test this out, you know, because remember, to know and not to do is not to know. So I had a board meeting in about 2000. This was 10 or 11. Um, And and back then we had a guest board member who sat on our board for a few months and he'd been on the board um, of some huge companies like Aviva, etc., Uh, And so we weren't even out really of the last recession. We'd had a really good buying spree in 2010 and bought a lot of properties. We didn't really know retrospectively that that would pretty much be our best and cheapest year because you you don't know unless you, you know, um, have hindsight. Um, And he said the one thing you want to be doing now is preparing and building a war chest for the next recession. And Mark and I looked at each other and we're like, well, wait a minute, we're not even out of this one. And he was like, exactly, because everybody else is still trying to get their head around getting out of this one. You should be preparing for the next one because you may have 10, 12 years to build your war chest. Uh, and, And if you think about it, if you could spend 10 or 12 years building your war chest, um, then when it actually comes to it, you're going to have a lot of buying power. Now, 
War chests are not just cash. Of course, it's cash, but it's also your lendability. It's your credit score. It's your access to finance. It's the JV partners. It's the network. All of those things, you know, your access to cash, not just, you know, the pounds and pence that you've stuffed under the mattress or in the bank account. Um, so obviously we're a bit closer now to the next recession or crash than back then we were back in 2010. But you want to re- remember that for this cycle and the next cycle and the next cycle. Now, we could be a few years out yet. A lot of people are calling it very early. I'm not sure it's as early as people think. So you still want to be having that mentality now of getting ready to, ha- to be in a good buying position. Um, so, I, I, you know, Mark and I um, buy things like watches, we buy Ferraris, we buy various different assets. And um, yeah, you know, there's, the watches especially are really high at the moment. In some areas of, of the country, properties are still going up. In other areas like London, they've dropped and there's talk of them dropping more. And of course, there's all this uncertainty around Brexit. So I think individually, you have to realise that every asset class has a different cycle. A lot of people see the recession and the crash as holistic with every asset. Um, but for example, Ferraris, they, um, yeah, they were growing and growing and growing. Uh, and then sort of two or three years ago, they dropped off a bit. And I got a Testarossa at nearly half price of its peak price. But that was um, still three times its price in 2008-ish. Um, watches are just like sky high at the moment. They're crazy high. They've not come off. Properties in London have come off. The stock market has come off. So it's very important to realise that asset classes have their own cycles, their own gears, if you like. Uh, And so you shouldn't judge an overall economy or or, or an overall recession. But anyway, back to, um, because it depends on your asset class, it depends on your area, it depends on your property type. Property type. Those of you that are doing rent to rent serviced accommodation, you know, the, the, the property strategy is where you're not buying the assets. Uh, the prices of properties probably don't matter as much to you. It's all about the rental income because you're not holding the assets. Um, so Mark and I draw around 50 percent of our net profit from our trading businesses and from our property portfolio, probably something similar. So at least half of the money we make um, every year, we probably draw it a few times a year, pay ourselves a, you know, a salary, a fair salary, not a huge salary, and then we draw a few times a year, um, no more than 50% of our net profits. Um, in one of our companies, we have £650,000 just retained profits, profits not drawn that are just sat in the bank account. Now, we do that for a few reasons. Number one is because we don't want to get greedy and it's easy to get greedy, um, you know, when things are going well. Number two, we, re- we know because we remember the last recession or I couldn't grow a beard back then, uh, but we remember the last recession. Remember how painful it was. We remember in 2010, if we could have bought another 100 properties, we would have done. Um, because it was such a great buying opportunity. So we remember that. So we're preparing for that all the time. The next thing is, if sales go terrible for a few years, or you can't buy many assets, or you know prices go down or whatever, if you can ride it out because you've got um, either monthly income, which can pay your overhead, or you've got enough money in your company accounts to pay your staff, even if you had to let a few go, you can ride it out. Now, if you can ride it out while everyone else is going bust, you can buy all these assets and these properties really cheaply, which if you would choose without emotion to time, that's exactly what you would do. Um, so yeah, it's very important. So if we're a few years away or less, I recommend that the money that you make, stash half of it if you can, just lock it all over the place. Um, you know, be prepared to halve your overhead. Um, plan how many months burn rate you have, where if you maybe halved your overhead, but made no extra sales, 
how long could you survive? And I think you want to build up towards one year, then three years. Then if you could survive five years um, with no sales whatsoever, you'd do some sales. But if you could survive five years, no sales with enough months income to burn over that time, you're going to ride out the recession. You're then going to be well placed when we start going back into, you know, a, a more bullish market again. Um, so, yeah, just some things to consider. The only thing, the only guaranteed hedge against any recession is, is being able to pay your way through it, ride your way through it in cash. Um, the thing that's going to happen in this recession is probably not going to be what we all predict, because if we could predict it, it wouldn't happen. So it's probably going to blindside us, because if it didn't blindside us, we'd, be able to, we'd know what it is uh, and we could be able to, we'd be able to fix the problems in advance. So, yeah, take control of your own situation, control what you can and don't worry too much about what you can't control. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.